So today I want to talk to you about the Investigator's Toolbox. You guys know that it's been a big part of this show here, and it's something that recently was featured in PI Magazine. They have a legacy discount, and the discount is running until the end of the year. It's been extended to 1231.20. So if you're interested in checking out that site, it's www.investigators-toolbox.com. Please go check it out. If you're interested in joining, the discount will run out at the end of the year and you're going to end up missing out on the $50 discount. So go check it out. We've got a great community in there, a bunch of investigators already, uh, some great material. It's got webinars, blogs, OSIN research uh, that you can curate through your own private library. So investigators-toolbox.com. Go check it out today. PI Perspectives. Are you using a case management system? The answer is no. You should really rethink that process. Right. So as you guys know, Crosstrax has been an amazing sponsor of the show. They've just been uh, really supportive. As you guys also know, I didn't used to have a case management system. I was the, the investigator that was fighting them tooth and nail. I finally decided to give it a whirl. What a great decision, right? During the COVID shutdown, I was able to actually roll my whole business into it and get completely up and running. And um, my clients love it. I mean, just today, I got a, a phone call from a client of mine who just couldn't believe how easy it was to access everything and uh, how invoices were there. He actually asked me to go back and upload all my prior cases and put it into Crosstracks. I've been doing business with that firm for, I don't know, about eight years, so it's a lot of cases. Yeah, if you don't use a case management system, you should, right? You should check it out. Give Crosstracks a shot. Contact Brad or one of the teammates over there and uh, they'll get you up and running with a trial and see if it's for you. If you have used Crosstracks and it's been a while and uh, you're not happy with the system that you're in, go check them out. They're doing a lot of really cool new things and uh, see if it's right for you. If you're unhappy with the system that you're in right now, contact them. You know, the ability for them to roll your system into their system is very easy. Again, you guys know they've been sponsoring this program and I can't say uh, enough good things about them, but uh, make your own decision, right? Give it a shot on your own and see if it's right for you. Did you know we're now providing a video version of this show on our YouTube channel? That's right. You can see Matt and his guest live on video. It actually gets released one day earlier for those who can't wait for Mondays. So check us out on Sunday. The link's in the show notes. Welcome to PI Perspectives. On today's show, Matt checks in with the PI guy, John Morris. John has a vast collection of tutorial videos on YouTube. And John, the PI guy, has an interesting background and operates his business in Colorado. Yep, we visit Colorado again. Let's see what these guys are up to. Please welcome PI guy, John Morris, and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome everybody to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. Well, I am greatly appreciative of our next guest here, welcoming John Morse to the program. John is like the YouTube private investigator, trainer, guru, you name it. He's throwing out crazy content these days and he's, he's uh, getting some street cred up on uh, in Facebook and the other groups there. So I, I'd actually asked John to come on a couple of weeks ago and it didn't, uh, didn't line up, but here we are. So John, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing well, Matthew. Thank you for having me on. Okay, so you are based out of Colorado, correctly? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. What What is your background? How How long have you been uh, in the industry here, and uh, how'd you get started? Okay, well, you just want my PI background, or you want everything? Yeah, just, uh, you know, give me a little bit of everything, like how, how you got into doing, uh, uh, you know, this okay. type of work. 
Okay, I, I've been a PI now for, I'm going on 13 years um, with my business, FCO Investigations. Um, prior to that, I spent a lot of my life um, working for corporate America, making millionaires millions. And then one day I decided I was going to go out and try to do something on my own. Right. And I was lucky enough to get into the PI field. Um, I've got a lot of other interesting things in my, in my past as well. One of the things that helps me with the with the YouTube channel, I've got radio experience from way back in the day. Um, right. Nothing recent, but I have that. And I also have about 14 years in government. Um, I was also the mayor for the city that I live in. Right, right. That's right. I remember you telling me that. Um, very interesting that you uh, parlayed that into uh, doing investigative work. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I'm I'm always up for a challenge and something new. So right, right, right. So, um, what type of investigative work does your investigation business specialize in? What would you say would be your bread and butter? We're located up in northern Colorado, north of Denver, about an hour. Or so I live in um, Evans, Colorado. It's near Greeley. It's a smaller, large city. So we kind of have to do a little bit of everything that that we're able to. But we do quite a bit of of surveillance, um, some fraud investigations. We do TSCM, technical surveillance countermeasures, bug sure. sweeps. Yep. Um, we've got tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment that we go around the state and, sure. and do that, that work. That's actually a lot of what we've been doing lately. And as, as well, the surveillance, I don't do as much surveillance um, myself these days. The company does. I sure. just have subcontracts that I hire for that. No, that's good. That's good. You got to figure on what you what you're good at, and you, and get your team to handle the things that you don't want to handle. I, I almost feel like if you're in this business long enough, you earn the right to do what you want to do, and uh, yeah. you know have other folks either in house or or ten ninety ninety doing the stuff that uh, you know you don't care to do. I, I to me, I, it was always surveillance for me. Like I just couldn't see myself sitting in a car for seven or eight hours uh, when I'm trying to run and operate a business. Uh, you know, it, it was very difficult for me early on in the beginning. So I was happy to get out of the car and not do that anymore. Yep. Yep. I love doing surveillance. I mean, I, I just, I, I love doing it. My body doesn't love it as much anymore. Right. And again, trying to run a business and I have multiple facets of my business. Um, and it, that gets a little hard when you're trying to work deals and you're following somebody down the freeway and stuff. So Sure. Sure. Um, so how many, uh, how many folks would you say you have uh, subcontracting for you now? And, and is it just you in-house or do you have? Other it's, people? it's just me in-house and I probably have a half a dozen people that I subcontract at some point throughout the state in any given year. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll put things out on the listserv for PPIC, the Professional right. Private Investigators Association here in yep. Colorado, things like that. Because sometimes you get really, really big jobs. I had a huge job a couple of years ago that I literally had to utilize over 20 investigators because wow. we, we were doing two-man, 24-hour surveillance on a, a gentleman for about three months. Okay. And when you have a job like that, you know, you, you get everybody out there that you can. And I think I had some of the bigger firms might've been mad at me because I had everybody tied up for a yeah. whole time. <laughs> That's funny, right? <laughs> and everybody signed NDAs, right? You can't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big project that nobody's talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. So you are pretty involved with your state association then, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have been pretty involved with um, PPIC. I am um, the past chairman of the board. Um, I was before that I was treasurer on the board of directors. So I was on the board for PPIC for about eight years and I'm yeah. a senior member. Um, they uh, have a training, it's called CIDI, C-I-D-I. We have one coming up in January.
I'm a trainer there. I do business basics for private investigators in right. that as well. So right. Yeah, I, I mean, I've interviewed quite a few investigators from Colorado. I don't know why that is. I just happen to be friendly with a bunch of people from Colorado. Uh, but it's great. I mean, even having the honor of, of speaking at the, the last uh, seminar that you guys had was really cool. It was really cool. I, uh, I thought you guys did a great job with that. And uh, Colorado has a very strong association with really good leadership. And uh, yep. I, I love the extra training that you guys do. It's uh it's basically, in my opinion, like Colorado, California, like you guys set the bar for, uh, for, for training, you know, and getting like messages and stuff out there to, to membership. It's really, uh, really neat stuff. That's great to hear. It is. PPIC does a lot. And even when I was chairman, it, it definitely wasn't me. It was the yeah. team, the, the training team. I mean, we do several day long trainings a year. We do monthly trainings for the memberships and then they do the, the city um, once or twice a year too. Mm -hmm. So it's really about education for the PIs out there, whether they're new or veteran. Sure. Sure. So you are the PI guy, right? That's the name of the, uh, the show. I, I am the PI guy with tips, tricks, and advice for professional private investigators, just like you. There you go. Right. A tagline and everything. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so like what, how did you come up with that idea and what, what was the thing that said, okay, you know what, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Well, I, I have a passion for training. I like I like being able to help people and train people and and um, you know teach people how to do things. When I got involved as a PI, I'll, I'll tell a little story here. I guess that's what this is about. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I again, I was working for corporate America, making millionaires millions, and most of the jobs that I did were in higher level operations management. I would usually be brought into a startup company or a problem company and most startup companies are problem companies yeah. and I would help them solve all their problems and move on. Um, so every time I started a job, I knew I was 12 to 18 months before I didn't have a job because that's what I was doing was working myself out of a job. And uh, I was ending an assignment up in Fort Collins and I started looking to see what I was going to do next. And I thought, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to stay home. I want to be close to the family because I'd been traveling, you know, around the world and not, not everywhere around the world, but um, around Canada, U.S., places like that. And um, I ran across an ad for a company out of Denver, a larger PI firm looking for surveillance investigators um, for um, insurance fraud investigations. And they had just got a, a large contract and it was no experience required. I contacted them talked with them a little bit about it, talked with my wife um, after I got those funny looks from her. She's like, well, you know, you, you've been able to do good with everything else. Right. At that moment, I decided I wasn't going to do it because I wasn't quite done with this other assignment. So I put it on the back shelf. About three months later, you know, I was finally ending things up. Um, I had about two weeks left at this other place and I was only working once or twice a week. And I started looking and all of a sudden I saw this ad again. So I contacted them again. They said, yeah, sure. Um, we'd love to talk to you, see what you know about it and stuff. So now this was 13 years ago. There wasn't a lot of stuff on the internet. Okay. So I get on the internet and I start looking and I don't remember if it was YouTube or it might've been MySpace. And I really think it was MySpace. I found 
some guy had some videos up there and I want to say it was six to eight, 10 minute clips. And I remember they were exactly 10 minutes long. That's why I think it was MySpace because I think they had a 10 minute limit of, of how long of a video you could put up. Right. But they were all in sequence of how to be a surveillance investigator, what you needed for a car, what your car needed to have, what kind of equipment you needed, even how to follow somebody, how to write a simple report, right. things like that. Right. And I went in to talk with this company and I blew the owner's mind away. He's like, wow, I never even thought about tinting my windows. They were running around without tinted windows. Right. He was running around with this great big camera video. Uh, now, he was he was former law enforcement. And so he was used to doing, you know, cop surveillance. And that's a little bit different than PI surveillance. So after talking to him, telling him everything, how I would do it, he said, well, I want to get my manager over here. So he calls his surveillance manager. He comes over and then they ended up hiring me for the job and uh to, to go out and help them and, and kind of the rest is history that's how i got into the pi field but when i look back at that that whoever that guy was and i wish i could find him because it, you know i'd really like to thank him and and he looks like you and he looks like me and you know he, he was a, a a balding guy with a with a goatee or what do you mean <laughs> i have no hair what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> he just looked like a pi you broke on the and, fourth uh, wall here buddy <laughs> <laughs> but it, it meant so much to me because it got me into the right. industry. Right. And that's why when I got involved with, with PPIC, I got involved with, with training. And I, I really love that because there's so many people that want to get in. And there's so little quality information out there, especially for a beginner right. on you know what you need to do it. So that's why I started it. I actually started working on it last fall, 2019. I started working on the layout, what it would look like, you know, things like that. I'm, I'm one of them guys that I plan everything to the nth degree. I'm the same way. And, yep. <laughs> and it, it just so ended up being that my first video released in March, right about the time of the lockdown, Sure. Um, the COVID-19 lockdown. So that yeah. actually helped me a little bit because I was able to, to gain some speed. But I literally started it with a two-year plan. I had two years worth of videos planned out, at least ideas. Oh, wow. For them. That's really interesting. I don't map my show out that much, although like right now I'm booking in the March, which which is pretty cool, right? Um, yeah. You know, it's not even the end of the year and I'm booking in the March. So, you know, just having that game plan and having those things in place, I think is really important. It's something I, I've written about that um, for, for PI Magazine, uh, one of the columns I do about, you know, I, November, end of the year, you know, it's like you write a, a, a goals list or, you know, on things I'm going to do and you just have that year in review and then the, the year forward how are you going to attack the year? I always find that it's just that structure just helps you stay focused. Um, and what, what's interesting is usually that time of year, right? The Octobers and Novembers are when all the conferences typically used to take place. So like I'm flying all over the place, right? So what, what better place to be a, than on a plane, you know, just making my game plan for the following year, killing time and, and, uh, and, and doing all that stuff. And it's something like ritualistically I've, I've done over the years and, uh, it's great. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I do the same thing with, with the show, just planning on, on who I want to talk to and just trying to make some sort of semblance out of it. That'll make sense. But I, I definitely was curious about how you pick your topics and, uh, and how you do all that stuff. So. Well, again, when I started, I, I was looking, I was only doing one video a week and I had put out, like I said, about two years worth of ideas for videos. Things have grown <laughs> this year considerably. I'm now oh, doing three a week. I have a amazing. Monday, a Wednesday, and a Friday video release. You. I try to have them as um, different, like Monday is a tips, tricks, and advice. 
Friday is usually a case study mm -hmm. where I take a case and I study it. Um, I do remember looking at my video that released this morning and that was not that case, <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but it was another tips, tricks and advice. And, right. and Wednesday, I have that earmarked. I don't really call it that. It's just written down as a Wednesday, whatever. They're, they're a little quicker and, and sure. it's whatever comes to mind. But research is huge. When I first started, I was working on a list of ideas. And then I learned everything that I think is great and important and interesting is not necessarily great and important <laughs> and interesting to everyone else. Yeah. So I started learning how to research on YouTube and Google mm -hmm. and see what people are really looking for. And that's what I'm trying to focus on. What are, what are people looking for um, in, in those types of videos? So, you know, you bring up a really good, good point and we'll talk about this real quick before we take a break, really understanding, you know, the folks that you're talking to and what they're getting out of it. Right. So first of all, you have to respect the fact that they're making the investment in time to actually either listen to you or, or, or watch you, you know, yep. what you're doing, right? So you've, you've got them. You need to, re, you know, have that respect of, okay, somebody's taking the time out of their schedule to do it. So what am I giving them, right? And am I, are we talking about, you know, uh, a crime that happened, you know, 15 years ago? Uh, or am I talking more topical about, you know, how to do certain things and all that? And I personally, like my own personal preference. I've always been more drawn to teach me how to do something or, you know, let me be introduced to somebody who does something I can't do. I gravitated to that type of programming as opposed to here's a 13 week episode on this child that disappeared and, you know, was murdered and this is how it was solved. Like, and there's a place for all that, right? I think that the, that's more entertainment driven in my opinion. Uh, whereas what you, you and I do, I, I think is more education driven purpose. Right. But I think having that respect and understanding of who's tuning in and what they're looking for, and then understanding how you can deliver to them as quickly as possible, <laughs> what you're trying to say and tie everything in a bow and keep everything, um, you know, neat, I think is, you know, having that perspective is probably one of the reasons why your show is, is doing as well as it is. Cause I think you understand that. Uh, it's yeah. really cool. Stuff. Yeah. My, my philosophy for what I present to people in training, and I, I learned this years and years ago, and I have a pretty good memory, but I can't remember who had who had taught me this, but it's it's show, don't tell. Right. You show people how to do something. You don't tell them how to do something. And that's right. where like our my case studies and lessons learned, I take an actual case. Now, mm -hmm. because of all the non-disclosures and everything, I have to change some of the details so somebody doesn't come on and say, oh, they're talking, that, that was my investigator. He's right. talking about my case. Right. So I have to change some of the details. So there's a little fiction in there. But sure. I tell them about the case and how it transpired and what I did and the steps I took. And and that's really important to to show people because that's really what, what they're after is. Oh, I'm not doing it just for entertainment value. No, no. People want to get better with their business. So definitely. So, okay. So we're going to jump out and take a, a break real quick. And when we come back in, I, I want to continue to, to talk about this and really, you know, understand what your show is, what it does and, and what your plans are for the uh, next coming year with it and how you uh, continue to grow. So everybody sit tight and we'll be right back. Delft Point keeps on advancing. The commonality search is here. The new data is unlike anything they currently offer and will go in-depth in your target's assets and relationships. Use them on everything from jury research and associate connections to business investigations and fraud cases. You do not want to miss these. Visit DelftPoint.com for more details. Sign up and use code PIP20 for additional savings. 
If you are a new private investigator, or if you operate a private investigation agency, you know that acquiring paying clients can be a struggle. Imagine a unique resource of marketing courses and programs made just for private investigators. Introducing the Six Figure Investigator Marketing Program. It's a community of investigators all over the world learning to become master marketers of their brand. Membership is free for a limited time. Head over to privateinvestigatormentorship.com right now and secure your spot to learning the right way to market your brand. Privateinvestigatormentorship.com. PI Perspective. What do you do when you get calls for bug sweeps? Did you know usabugsweeps.com, the number one TSCM provider in the country, pays you a 20% commission for converted sales leads? Stop turning money away. usabugsweeps.com uses top-rated technology, and they cover all of the United States. So save time and make money today. Contact usabugsweeps.com and mention PIP20. Do you work with an insurance agency that takes the time to give you the personal attention you deserve? Well, contact Michelle Knoll and her team to get the best customer service and attention available. You never need insurance until you really need insurance. So keep yourself and your business protected. Contact Michelle at mknoll at amoscorp.com. Did you hear about the latest issue of PI Magazine? Well, friend of the show, Andrea Rosco, has been named PI Magazine's Investigator of the Year. Congrats, Andrea. It's well-deserved indeed. This issue is available today. And welcome, everybody, back to PI Perspectives. This is your host, Matt Spare. I'm here with the PI guy, John Morris. Uh, John, welcome back to the program. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Fantastic. Okay, so uh, we had covered basically your background and how you got into the business and then uh, how you started, uh, I guess, formulating uh, and planning uh, the PI guy, uh, uh, I guess it's a webinar, right? Uh, web- webisodes? Webisodes? Is that a good way to call it? Or I don't know. What do you yeah, call it? I, I, yeah, I think a, like a, a blog, or if you will, yeah. a web blog. Vlog, or, or... right? Video blog. Okay. So you hit, you're doing it three times a week now, right? And uh, certain days, certain topics go up. But, but how did you get that list down? How did you uh, understand like exactly what uh, what the investigator would want to take a look at? Okay. Well, when I when I first started, like I said, I just made a list, and mm-hmm. I wanted to have at least 200 videos, which I I came up with that list. And when I started my second one, I came up with another list. When I came up with case studies and lessons learned, I I went back into my archives and I started looking at cases and I said, well, I need to have, you know, at least a year, year and a half of cases that I think would be interesting. I'd be able to do. So I started writing that I've learned through the process. There's been a lot of growing in the, in the channel in the process, and I'm sure there'll be more, but I've learned that my idea of what's great and what's what's exciting and what's important isn't necessarily everyone else's. So I've um, I've actually used YouTube to teach me how to use YouTube, how, how to um, get out there and find out how people or what people are searching for, what they want to listen to, what they're looking at, and really understand all of the um, statistics and, and metrics and everything like that so I can make it. Um, even better. And one of the things that I've really noticed is, and, and I do a lot of surveillance stuff 
on there because those really get a lot of interest right. um, because I think there's a lot of newer PIs and that's where they tend to gravitate to, to, to start because that's the easy way to get into the industry. If you know, don't have any, background. No, there's, there's a big need for it. And you know, it, it goes back to what you're saying earlier, right? There's the law enforcement surveillance and then there's the private investigator surveillance. Very, very different. You know, and yep. I, I think because a lot of investigators are, you know, former law enforcement or even military or all that, like nobody's really trained them how to do that kind of work. And I know that's a big issue here in New York because the way it works in New York is th there's no continuing education. There's no requirement, right? So you get, you get licensed, right? You gotta, you gotta actually have like three years of experience to actually get your license. Uh, but once you've got your license, there's no, you know, follow up on, you know, making sure that you're continuing to work on your skills, right? So, you know, you brought up another good point about how when you're first getting started, surveillance is a job that you're probably going to get because the seasoned guys don't want to do it or they can't do it because, you know, their body has been failing on them, right? So, so uh, there's a need. Or they to were do. smart enough to move yeah. into other fields. Yeah. And even the price point, right? So, you know, a lot of times it's an insurance company and they're saying, you know, hey, we've only got this kind of budget, this amount of doing it. It's like, okay, well, you're not going to get a seasoned investigator for that rate, but you, you could get somebody who's, you know, maybe just starting off that is willing to work at that rate. I can't even begin to tell you the amount of phone calls I get for people looking for things done in New York. And and, and the first thing is, you know, they need it either later that day or, or the next day, right? So that's number one. And then number two is, you know, they, they want to pay, you know, pennies on the dollar. And I'm like, you realize you're calling New York, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you know, like the starting rate is, you know, X amount of dollars and you're not even offering that. So, and I now have to call, you know, one of my surveillance guys to see if they're available to do it. And like, there's no margin. So I get to the point where either I'm giving them a, I tell them I can't do it because the margin is not there or, um, you know, they, I give them a rate and they're like, yeah, we, we can't do that. You know? And that's the point where I've gotten to now that it's not, I'm not Monty Hall. You know, I'm not making a deal. It's like, you want it done. I got a great team of people that will get your job done for you. And not only that, they're going to do a bang up job. They're going to do the best job they possibly can, but you're going to pay for it. And uh, yeah, I don't do much surveillance because <laughs> they don't want to pay the rates. <laughs> Yeah, but I have to I have to take that approach often. Yeah. Um, I, I don't get a lot of the subcontract work. I still have some national firms that I do some subcontract work with, but not a lot because, yeah, there's no margin for me to go out and, and sub it out to somebody. But the people that do call me, and I have several videos where I talk about, you know, tell people how to price and, and how to do that. And I don't even great. work by the hour. I yeah. work by the retainer. No, that's and, good. Uh, you got You got to do it. I mean... You know, being able to take credit cards is a game changer too. You know, if, if you're set up to do that, you know, just having that, I know I'm going to get paid because, you know, the fact is you've got a credit card and you've got a signed contract on a retainer. Even if they're to dispute the charges, they're going to lose. <laughs> you're going to sign contract. You know, it's, yeah. like it's no brainer. Um, yeah, especially if your contract has something in there about that. Yeah, which um, it should. You know, it should. You definitely uh, should. If you haven't... Uh, uh, you know, reviewed your retainer, uh, you know, you probably should <laughs> make sure you get all that stuff covered. Um, yeah, I have, I have some videos on contracts um, while I'm on the subject, if I can divert a little yeah, bit. Sure. Absolutely. I've also got three books that I released on Amazon this year, business basics for private investigators, marketing basics for private investigators and sales basics 
for private investigators. So you might see right. a little bit of a yeah, a, and we'll we'll put that information in the show notes too. So anyone who's interested in any of that stuff, you know, obviously you've got the uh, the, the guru here is, is giving you some info. So yeah, I'm working on a couple others, and the next one that I'm hoping to have released is contracts for private investigators, yeah. and it will actually walk through walk a private investigator through on letting them write their own contract. Yeah, it'll have things like that in there. So. And, and but the, like these are the things we need in our industry, right? Somebody yeah. to talk to us about contracts. Somebody to talk to us about ethics. You know, like you know, somebody to to talk to us about uh, you know rates. You know, because that's always the, the taboo thing. Don't ever talk about rates with anybody. To me, it's like it's not a big deal. I mean, it kind of is what it is. If if you're an investigator, you should be able to figure out what your competition is charging if you're oh. if you're good at it, right? Um, yeah, I have I have videos that talk about that, and I tell yeah. what my rates are. I don't care if my yeah. competitors know. I know what yeah. they're charging, and and if they don't know, well, gosh, they they should know. And I I say that right in my video. You need to know what your competitors are charging, and if you don't know how, you just pick up the phone and you call them yeah. and ask. Yep. I mean, you don't have to say hi. This is Bob's PI service. What are you right. charging? But right. Yeah. So I I mean, like having those resources are, are game changers, and and that goes back to the point you were making earlier about you know, understanding who you're talking to and what they're looking for. And I thought you brought up a really great point before we took the break about, you know, basically instructing somebody, not telling them, showing them, right? That is something that you hear over and over again, you know, on these training videos, you know, it, it's, you know, instructions on, on how to do something don't go as far as, you know, showing somebody, you know, and, and, and relating it, like making it relatable to them where it's going to sink in and, and uh, you know, uh, You'll be able to recall an hour earlier that that or later on that's uh that's good stuff really good stuff yeah, yeah um, but it's show not tell yeah. and uh yep. I, I try to focus on that and i try not to have a lot of negative stuff like don't you do this and don't you do that and you know there's a lot of content out there in, in different markets and different areas and i see a lot of people that will take that approach of t- more telling people what to not do i yeah. saw a guy do this and you should never do it and i, I try not to do that i try to tell them what works instead of what doesn't work. And if you don't do the things that you know work, then you're probably doing the things that don't work. Yeah. 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 And you, you got to have the credibility <laughs> to put the content out. There's got to be some names uh, behind it. So what do you think has been your favorite video so far that you've put out? Oh man. It'd have to be my last one because I'm, I'm always, <laughs> I always look at the last one. And like, man, that was really good. I, right. I, I really enjoyed that. I think the best ones, for me that I put out are more about how to run the business. I have, um, I have a uh, different series inside the channel and one's just about how to run a PI business. And right. I really enjoy those. I think people get the most out of that because that's, that's really difficult. I see more, um, more PIs come into the industry and leave than come into the industry and stay. Yeah. And uh, I think that's indicative across the United States. And the biggest thing is people don't know the business side of it. And that's one of the advantages I had going into it because I'd already spent a career making millionaires millions. I worked sure. just about every side of the business or, or was involved in, you know, accounting and marketing and advertising and sales. And so I have a well-rounded knowledge of that, but most people don't know that. And that's like law enforcement. And, and I, 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 I love the, I love our law enforcement and everything, yeah. but when they retire and they come into the PI field, they know nothing about business. And yeah. that's usually where people fail because they don't, they might get out there and start getting a bunch of clients and they're getting a bunch of contracts and they're doing a lot of work. And then all of a sudden, October, November rolls around December and they, 
don't have enough money to pay the bills because they're making all this money. They don't know how to budget or, yeah. you know, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a balance, right? You, they, you know, you got to have that, you know, reinvestment of your capital too, right? So if you're not, you know, investing in yourself, your infrastructure, um, you know, marketing, yes, you're incredibly busy at this time, but are you going to be busy four months from now? Well, if you haven't done any marketing or if you haven't done any of that and you haven't built those strong relationships with, with the clients you're currently servicing, um, you know, you might not have something. So uh, in, in for my space, you know, working with uh, attorneys, that's something that, you know, you never, you don't really have to worry about if you're doing a good job, like you're, the work is always going to be there. Uh, and getting that word of mouth from one attorney to another is, wow, that that's your advertising budget right there. You know, if you could, if you can create and foster those relationships and use your capital to build those relationships, that's worth so much more than, you know, taking an ad in the law journal or anything like that. And, you know, I made that approach too. I tried that very early on. Let me run in periodicals and, and all that. And I got a little bit of traction out of it, but not what I was looking for. I discovered early on that uh, going to the events that the attorneys went to and being there with current clients that were giving me like live testimonials to other clients and me, you know, making sure I had business cards with me. Uh, you know, I don't think I've ever been to an event where I haven't left with a new job, you know, no, uh, or, or new client, you know, it's, it's amazing. I used to joke with my life, wife all the time. You know, it's like, I'm going out, I'm, I'm going to go get a new client. You know, like I would come home and it's, yeah, here you go. I got, I got this big, huge assignment I got to work on. Um, and it's just, you know, um, being present and, and making the investment in, in, in doing that. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think, that, I think you're right. People do go out of business if they don't, you know, they can do the work, but they can't run a business. So it's, yeah. That, that's great information, Matt. Yeah. And, and there's a secret for all of your watchers. <laughs> if you want attorneys, go to where the attorneys are, go to their events. Yeah. And I'll even throw this out there. And I'll probably have a couple of, of my friends say, well, you said what? Yeah. You want insurance companies? Go to the events that the insurance companies are going to and, and take out a booth and yeah. shake some hands. And you're not going to get 10 accounts the first time you go, but you might start getting one account every time you go after you've yeah. been there four or five times. Well, I'll take it one step further. If you have a relationship with that uh, attorney and they are invested in a nonprofit organization, something that, you know, you can get behind. It's not something that's that's against your whatever views you have. Support that, right? If, if like one of my clients, uh, one of my really big clients his like main paralegal uh, has a whole donation program. Like she goes out and she does school supplies for kids, Thanksgiving turkey, Secret Santa. Like it's just a, a passion of her. She likes doing it. I'm consistently giving to it. I love it. I call her up. What do you need? Who? who and someone needs a sponsor for Santa? I got it. It's, it's done, right? So like that kind of stuff, you know, and I, that's another trick, right? You schmooze the paralegal, don't schmooze the attorney, right? Because the paralegal yeah. is really the one who's making the decision on, on who the investigator they're using, like understanding what that looks like. Um, and and I, I love doing it. I mean, I, and first of all, I love this firm. They're like really good people. But but the fact that this woman is actually doing this and making a difference and I'm able to contribute and doing it, you know, it's great. You know, it's a write-off for me. It's a donation. It's, it's a real charity she's got set up. So why would I not do that? It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had a video several months ago that was how to get how to get attorney cl for clients. And that's one of the things that I talk about is it's that person at the front desk. It's that paralegal. It's it's not always getting to the attorney because oh, yeah. the attorney's going to say, well, yeah, I'll use you. But he's not always the person that's hiring you, yeah. you know, or, you know, but you get you get in with that paralegal. You're going to get the work. 
Yeah. So, so there was a, a firm that I, years ago when I first started my business, I was doing a considerable amount of business with them. They had a whole intake department of like seven or eight paralegals for their new cases. And during Christmas time, I gave every, every one of them a Christmas card. Uh, and in that Christmas card was like a $50 gift certificate or, you know, a, a $50 movie pass and, and this and that. And I was literally like giving them more of a bonus than their own bosses are giving them. <laughs> and the relationships I built with these people. And here's the other thing that you folks don't realize is paralegal jump. They go from one firm to another, right? And man, do they love, you know, Matt's taking care of me. I'm taking them along with to the next firm that I'm going with. And yep. to see it spider out like that, that's another trip, uh, tip and trick here and in, uh, in growing your business, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Besides my investigation business, I also have a full service process serve business. Right. And one of my clients, a law firm, um, when they had contacted me a few years ago, it was their lead um, paralegal. And that it was a large firm out of Denver. Again, they have seven or eight. They have, they have paralegals and offices all around the state. And I did such a great job. She said, she actually sent an email out and CC'd me to all the paralegals and says, you have any work up north investigation or process serve, use this person. Yeah. And they're still a client for it, me. So. Yeah, it's great. I mean, and the, those are, you know, you build those relationships. And it, and it really what it all it came down to, John's competent. <laughs> like he didn't screw it up. He did a good job. You know, we were able to get results for the work we did. And I didn't have to worry about any of the nonsense, right? And that's at yep. the end of the day. That's really all that matters, right? Can you solve my problem? Yep. And yeah. communicate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's all, uh, it's all good stuff. So what is in store for the future of the PI guy? What, what are you, uh, what are you doing for, for 2021? <laughs> well, more videos. I don't, I don't think I'm, I, I'm not going to say I will never, but I don't think I'm going to add any more per week, right. but I'm going to continue doing the same Monday, Wednesday, Friday videos. Um, I'm hoping to come out with a larger web presence for the PI guy, yeah. be able to put some of my other stuff out there. Um, while it's not necessarily the PI guy writing my books is very important to me. So I'm going to continue. I've got several books in the works sure. right now sure. as well. And uh, I just want to get more stuff. I have a lot of white papers that I've written, um, you know, one to two, three pages. That's why I want to, you know, get a web presence out there sure. and get a lot of that stuff again for the, to, to be able to help people learn. I want to pass it on one day. I'm not going to be here and I'd like all that information to, to be out there for people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, that, that's part of the spirit of, of my side project here, the, the, the toolbox here is just being able, you know, investigators toolbox, being able to have a place for articles like that, for shows like, like your sh uh, show, your show is actually part of the, um, Part of the network on there and you know counting on the investigative community to continue to populate it with content and information uh is really uh it, it's been awesome to see it uh to see it grow and uh i'm appreciative to have you actually as a member and, and part of that you know one of the things i thought was really cool too and, and and you know that i don't know if you've made it big time or you're, you're doing okay i i recently maybe it was a week or so ago somebody had put uh, one of the facebook things was about training and, and learning how to do stuff and uh somebody had had said, John Morris, like, you got to watch his things. It's legitimate, right? And like two or three people other are like, yeah, John's stuff is good, right? And to me, I was like, John's made it. <laughs> he's, oh, he's got street cred, right? People are, are are now saying like, you know, I've listened to his content and it's good and you should too, right? That yep. right there says, 
you're doing it, man, and you're doing good stuff. So I, I really do appreciate the stuff. And I know, believe me, I'm doing one show a week here, and I know when it goes into planning and putting things together. The fact that you're doing three, hats off, sir. You win. <laughs> I'm not doing three shows. Uh, so, uh, you know, good good job on that. And uh, I think it's awesome. It okay, really thank is. you very much. Yeah, and I hadn't heard that. Um, I Most of the feedback I get is, is through Facebook, but it's almost all positive. Yeah. I rarely, rarely get a thumbs down now that I said that I'll probably yeah. get 10. Up, but, um, <laughs> I rarely nice get a thumbs down and get thumbs up. And there's a lot of the, the leaders out there in the Facebook groups. They allow me to publicize it out there. And that really helped me get things really going until the uh, YouTube algorithm started picking things up for me. Yeah. Too. Yeah. They're, they're getting a little more lenient on it. I think one of the groups now, the policy is like once a month, they'll let you do it. I try and be careful with that too. Cause obviously, you know, I'm looking to have, you know, or at least get the word out for investigators that, Hey, investigators toolbox is out there. Like you, you can join it, you know, and I, but I, I want to be sensitive to the fact that I'm not spamming them either. Right. So, um, yeah, it's a that, that's a great resource that you yeah. have out there too, Matt. I mean, your, your, your videos, as well as the investigators toolbox. I don't even know everything that's in there. There's so yeah. much. Every time I start going in, I, I find that I've spent an hour in there and it's like, Oh, I wanted to go do this. And I wanted yeah. to go do Make sure you bookmark things you like so you can find them again yeah. real easy. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it's, listen, it, that's been a passion project of mine. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's cool to have folks like you be a part of it because it, it is literally coming across content like yours going, wow, this is useful, you know, and it, it would be great if we could archive this in a way that it would be available for, for people to find easier. And uh, having you a, a part of it has been, it's been really great. So give me a plug one more time for the show and then let me know how, uh, how people can get in touch with you. Okay. Well, it's, um, if you get on YouTube and you search for the PI guy, you'll probably find me maybe throw in PI guy, John Morris. Um, it is, uh, the PI guy tips, tricks, and advice for professional private investigators, just like you. Right. I have new videos that come out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do suggest for people to, um, hit that subscribe button, you know, hit, hit the uh, bell afterwards. So you get notifications. Most of the videos are going to be in the eight to 12 minute, um, length. They're not really long. There's something that you can easily listen to. I try to make all my videos as well. So you can listen to them. I know most people are watching them on their phone. They, you know, they may be sitting out on a surveillance. That's why I release them out at six o'clock in the morning. Right, people. right. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. You got to give them the content to do all that stuff. So we'll put all that information in the show notes. Um, John, thank you so much for, uh, for doing what you're doing. Thank you for being here today. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and please uh, go like and subscribe and ring, ring the guy's bell for crying out loud, please. It really does make a difference with this stupid analytics and the way it all works. It's really a big deal. So thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll catch everybody on the next show. Take care, everyone. Thank you, John, for talking to us about the PI Guy videos on YouTube. Now make sure you check out the show notes for a link. John has a real passion for education. We also want to thank Six Figure Investigator Marketing, Amos, Crosstracks, Delft Point, and USABugsweeps.com for sponsoring our show. Now, have you gone to investigatorstoolbox.com yet? Remember, it only takes 41 cents a day to unlock the future of investigations. Make an investment in your business and yourself today. The 25% legacy discount has been extended until December 31st. Only 10 days remain. Don't miss out. Use code PIP201836 to save even more.
If you have a comment or question about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next Monday with a new show. So make sure you tune in, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and stay safe out there, everyone.